A new patient group in Right Chat Nation. Welcome inside the broadcast booth. Brian right here. Welcome into season six, episode number three of season six and episode 85 overall, the new patient group podcast. Hope everybody is doing great out there and your year's off to a great start. Just coming back from the OrthoFi Nexus National event. Fantastic uh, workshop we did. So Oliver, shout out to you. Dr. Jamie Reynolds and your team, shout out to you. Uh, shout out to Dr. Alyssa Carter. And all of them and myself gave a workshop uh, to non-OrthoFi users who were special invites uh, to the event. So that went great. It was great seeing some of the new patient group customers, right chat customers up on main stage. Uh, so that was fantastic. Uh, shout out to all of you uh, that I met at the podcast, or excuse me, at the event. There were quite a few of you uh, that are avid podcast followers that came up, shook my hand, and that was absolutely amazing. As you've all heard me say so many different times on this podcast, it is absolutely incredible to get to meet all of you and put a face to the numbers that we see. And it's exciting. The New Patient Group podcast is growing. Uh, the following base is growing. We are getting an extraordinary amount of listens and follows on the podcast. So really appreciate it. Shout out to all of you. And shout out a lot of people really gave props to the February episode of why you need to start viewing your receptionist as the new treatment coordinator in this economy. It was a very popular one. The feedback was great. So I really appreciate that. And I appreciate all the new customers that came aboard while out at OrthoFi Nexus and just all the great conversations that I had. So shout out to all of you. It was wonderful. What we're going to be talking about today is called the framing effect. This is something, and I'm choosing this, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit more on the other side after the intro. I'm going to be speaking with Alyssa Carter uh, at the DM Upcoming Dental Monitoring National Event in Tampa. And we're going to be talking about it's not what you say, it's what people hear. And there's a lot of psychology around what we're going to be discussing. And Alyssa Carter's been a customer for some time. And, and she would know this as good as anybody because of that. But a big part of what we do and why our customers are successful is presentation skills. It's reworking the verbiage uh, that you've really always said in your daily lives inside orthodontics or whatever type of practice you have. And it's reshaping it. It's teaching you how to speak differently. It's teaching you how to showcase things differently. And that is all wrapping around a very important thing, and it's called the framing effect that I'm going to dive into today. And it's a game changer to increase your starts, increase new patients, referrals, etc. It will improve your practice across the board. I'm excited to talk about this one today because anytime we talk about high-level advanced psychological terminologies and how to apply them to your practice... I get really, really excited because I'm into all that stuff. I love that stuff. I eat it up, read and read and read to make sure we're constantly coming up with good stuff for you out there. So before we get started, let's fire up the music. The chaos of owning your own business is real, but it doesn't have to be that way. In this economy, there's a better way to grow your practice and make more money while working, spending, and stressing less. And the recipe to make it happen is right here. Welcome to Season 6 of the New Patient Group Audio Experience, a podcast dedicated to forward-thinking doctors that want less headaches and more personal and financial freedom. And now your host, he's the founder and CEO of New Patient Group, co-founder of Right Chat, and a trusted speaker for Invisalign, OrthoFi, dental monitoring, and others, Brian Wright. Hey, everybody. Welcome in. If you're watching over on our YouTube station, hey there. Appreciate your support over there watching us as well. And if you haven't, told, if you haven't been able to tell already on the front, on the intro, hopefully I can, I can hide this for as long as possible. But I'm coming off a major voice loss. I lost it at the OrthoFi event 
Uh, but then it got worse when I got home and I was to literal whisper. And that has never happened to me before. I've lost my voice, but it's immediately back when I wake up the next day. This one, this one was pretty bad. And it was, I mean, it sounded like I was a combination of someone going through puberty and smoking 10 packs a day. I mean, it, it was, it was brutal. Uh, so it took a while to get over it, but I'm still a little raspy. So we'll see how, uh, as we go today, we'll see if the voice cooperates with me. Hopefully it does. But uh, that OrthoFi event was fantastic. Also, we have our new patient group mastermind meeting. Last year, we had it over in Heldsburg in, in wine country. Uh, Richard Portalupe, shout out to you. Uh, his sister owns a winery out there and the new patient group family members who are our private clients. Boy, oh boy, did we have a great time. Well, this year, Matt Josie, shout out to you, man. We're going to be having it in your backyard in Williamsburg. Uh, looking forward to seeing our private clients come together and discuss just so many great marketing and business and even clinical things that just keep you special and keep you ahead. And those are going to be those those bonding moments are always so fun. So looking forward to seeing all of you towards the end of this month. And like I said, at the front end, uh, you know, heading into the Dental Monitoring National Users Meeting uh, in Tampa, Florida here in a couple weeks, this is why I wanted to talk about this today. Because you know, I love like when you go to OrthoFi meetings, dental monitoring meetings, I like speaking at those meetings because I, I believe you're not up there trying to convince people of the obvious. Uh, there are still so many people in this industry that still have, uh, you know, AI is going to replace doctors or, you know, Invisalign is trying to remove the doctor from the equation or remote monitoring, you know, destroys my relationship with the patient or, you know, this outsource company is too expensive. There are so many of you out there that unfortunately still have those mindsets. And a lot of that is belief perseverance, which we are going to dive into uh, maybe this season, probably more like next season, and all the psychology around what the belief perseverance actually is. Uh, I actually, so I was an umpire, for those of you who don't know, in professional baseball for a while. And and this is something that I'll dive into on that podcast. But uh, I run into people with belief perseverance all the time, whether it be when I'm umpiring on the field or just listening to people you know, while I'm watching a game. Is that that inevitably that even though I know the rules backwards and forwards, they'll still try to argue as if they're right. And then they'll try to discredit the source somehow and to prove they're right. And and so many of you out there, that's what you do. Uh you you know, you let's say you don't believe in the AI or you think the AI isn't working. And you told dental monitoring that you'll commit to 25 cases and you were, you were iffy about the AI to begin with. And then you have an AI hiccup and you'll say, hey, see, I told you so. And, and then you'll immediately go and discredit dental monitoring when the AI, you know, it, it may have just needed to be a phone call into dental monitoring or a chat with your rep to just tweak some things. The AI is fine, right? But it's like you overlook that and you almost want it to fail. Well, there's going to be a huge podcast uh, about that. But the point of me just bringing that up is is just going into a forward-thinking event like that. It's great because you're in front of people that want to be coached. They want to learn cool stuff. They want to be significantly advanced and innovative over the people uh, that are down the street for them. They realize that just their clinical skill sets is not inevitably why someone's buying anymore. It's the sales skills. It's the non-clinical skill sets that go into whether or not someone says, here's my money. And they realize that the convenience that a dental monitoring and remote remote monitoring actually allows them to charge more and get a better clinical result. 
So I'm really looking forward to that event and speaking with our longtime customer, Alyssa Carter. And that's why the OrthoFi workshop was really cool because we did that workshop and and Jamie Reynolds and Alyssa Carter are both customers. And uh, it's always cool being up on stage and then at this DM event, getting to go up there uh, with Bob for a session and then Alyssa for a session. It's always cool being up there uh, with the customers. It, it's a really It's a really neat thing. And you know today what we're going to be talking about is you know I I had a so I'll start off with this story so I had somebody come up to me at an event last year and they started talking to me about all these things that you know the the patients aren't buying and uh, they're not showing up and they're not filling out their paperwork and they're describing this this chaos you know I've got a hundred people in my waiting room. You know, she's describing this this chaotic mess. And I think I think it was at the Niso event, but I can't remember which event it was. Pretty sure it was Niso. And she's she's describing, you know, uh, what a lot of you struggle with out there. People not completing their paperwork so you can't verify and communicate their insurance prior to walking through the door. Uh, you know, the no-shows, they don't show up to the door and, you know, they're complaining that your prices are too high or that they may not be complaining to your face, but inevitably that's why they didn't buy and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm listening to her and, you know, talk about all these things. And, and I asked her just a simple question. And, and I said, you know, I let her finish. And she went on for a good three, four, five minutes. Like she had a lot to say. So what I just said was, you know, a brief, a brief little description of what she was going on uh, or going on about. And, and I said to her, or I, excuse me, I asked her is, so when somebody no-shows you, whose fault is that? Is that your fault or or the patients? And she goes, "Well, that's the patients. Like that's just they're just bad. Pa- they're just bad patients." I said, "Okay, so if if somebody doesn't fill out their paperwork, uh, whose fault is that? Is that yours or or the patients? Well, that's the patients' fault. That's their that's their obligation, right? In order for them to show up to my doors, they need to do that. I'm like, okay, so if somebody perceives your price as being too high." Uh, over the other two places they're going in, whose fault is that? Is that yours or that? well, you know, we just need we just need people that that want to pay Ritz Carlton type prices. So I think we just need to go out and do better marketing. Like this is the discussion, and these are things that we hear all the time as as a company is that the the patient is the problem. And my point of that is, is that it never crossed this doctor's mind ever. And I, and I think the majority, and this is why inside your doors with a commitment to, to having a uniquely trained team and a culture that holds them accountable through exceptional leadership uh, to make sure they're actually implementing it and buy into a culture of repetition and practice and accountability because every famous company does it that way. And... I'm talking to this lady and and I come to this realization. And I already had this realization is that, you know, as long as you're sitting there going it's the patient's fault, never are you going to go and actually dive in and learn things about what I'm going to talk about today. And this is really the reason I brought that story up to all of you is that I don't know if especially the avid if you've listened for a long time, I don't know if all of you realize how forward thinking you actually are how ahead of the game you actually are by following this podcast. For those of you who are customers of New Patient Group and or Right Chat out there, you are so far ahead from where other practices are, it's crazy. There's this saying I used to say is that 
people are so far behind, they think they're in first. You know, you're running a, a 50 mile marathon and you can't see anybody, you know, there's nobody behind you and you can't see anybody ahead of you. You're thinking, man, I'm winning, I'm ahead. Meanwhile, you're last and everyone is so far ahead of you, you don't even know it. It's kind of like that in orthodontics is that you are running laps around people. And by the time they wake up and realize like that, like that lady that I was talking about, that by the time she wakes up and goes, huh, okay, the, the reason why people think I'm too expensive is because my team doesn't understand how to sell the value of why I'm $1,000, $2,000 more than the other people. The reason why people aren't showing up is because, and this I dove into this at the la- on the last podcast in February, the reason why people aren't showing up is because my receptionist is completely incapable of selling why they should show up because I'm not the only one they're calling. They're calling data shows upwards of five places. The reason why they're not filling out their paperwork early so we can verify and communicate insurance benefits to them prior to them walking through the door is because my receptionist doesn't know how to sell why somebody should because according to the consumer, your paperwork is a joke because it's been a joke in every healthcare office they've ever been in, a total waste of time. So your receptionist has to sell it. Doesn't cross her mind that you know the, the, the person has to print the paperwork off once they get it, some PDF, they've got to print it. Doesn't cross the mind. And because it doesn't cross their mind, something like what I'm going to teach you today around the framing effect and really what it is and how to go execute it in your practice, these are things and why you will always be ahead if you constantly keep learning. And, and I would argue just as important, is if you make sure that what you have learned is implemented and remains implemented. That, by the way, is a whole podcast in itself and one of the best returns on investment you will ever have with any marketing dollar you spent is repetitively training your people. It's so hard because people push back but there's always a deeper layer you can go. As an example, so I next week uh, will be in, was it next week? That's a couple weeks, I think. I will be in Jet Pascal's practice. They've been with us for years. And every time I visit there, we go another layer deep while refreshing some things that probably dropped off since the last time I visited their practice. Because as humans, that will always happen. Whether you're with us 35 years, five years, whatever it is, there's always things that slowly but surely fade away that you have to practice again. So you could never ignore what you have learned. But you also can't stop learning new things at the same time. There's got to be a unique combination. And all of you out there, just by learning what you're going to learn today, is exactly that. Because there are so many people out there that absolutely do not think that it's their fault. They don't think that no-shows can be improved. They think that it just has to be a new, a better, a better patient. They don't think they can charge high dollar. They think that the only because the, the price shoppers won't pay it. You know, the, the people won't pay, fill out paperwork because they're just lazy and they need better new patients. This is the mentality of the majority of the industry. It never crosses their mind to learn something about presenting it differently. Now, I've talked about on here many times the domino effect, and that's what I'm going to start talking about uh, when we go on stage in March, and how the domino effect talks about the order in which you speak, right? The brain interprets messages differently based on the order you speak those messages. 
And the order you speak messages, the order in how you present, the words you choose to use inevitably solve whether or not people are going to see value in it because our brains work in images. So as you're speaking, as you're discussing things with people, your brain is flipping that to a photo, right? And if you want somebody to fill out their paperwork on time or early, you have to speak in a way that builds an image of how that benefits them. That's called the benefit experience, which is a podcast in itself and a big part of what we teach with New Patient Group from a customer service hospitality sales standpoint. And where the framing effect comes in and what we're going to learn today is the framing effect is, is how you get people to draw different conclusions from the exact same information depending on how the information is presented. And it happens in a couple different ways. You have how it's visually presented and you also, how, you also have, have it on how it's presented verbally to create the visuals because again, our brains work in images. As an example, let's say you are, put yourself in the shoes of somebody that you're wanting to be healthy, you're wanting to get in better shape, and you come across two jars of whatever. It could be milk, it could be oatmeal, it could be whatever it is. And the two jars say something like this. Imagine YouTube, you can see my hands, all right? Uh, If you're listening, just I have my hands up and imagine the left hand, and the left hand says something like uh, contains 10% fat. So there's 10, there's, 10% of what's in here is fat, right? And then over on the right hand, you have something that says 90% fat-free, right? That is the exact same information on both labels of your oatmeal, of your milk, of your yogurt, of whatever it may be. It's the exact same information, but presented completely different. And the one that says 90% fat-free is going to crush the one that says contains 10% fat. And it's going to crush it because it's presented differently. It's of different visual. It creates a different image in your mind. And that is the perfect example of a non-healthcare inside your practice example of how the framing effect works. And it's worked on all of us as we're shopping in stores, as we're buying clothes, as we're purchasing a car, it's worked on all of us, whether or not we know it, want to admit it, or even even paid attention to it. Because this is something moving forward that you will pay attention to when you're in stores. Because this is how people increase sales, get us to spend more money, etc. Well, there are very simple... So last season, I did something around the five psychological pricing principles and how to use those to increase your fees and your starts, etc. And there's a couple of those that I discuss that that are visual, right? You actually purposely show things on paper. And and then based on how you're showing them on paper, if you want to use that psychological pricing principle, you will be able to increase your starts because you're showcasing your numbers visually. Well, if you see, it goes back to so many of the things we've talked about, like the number one trade of billionaires and why price shoppers really exist, a podcast that we did last season. If you haven't listened to it, that's one of my personal favorites because that, uh, more than anything else, is why New Patient Group, and inevitably as well, Right Chat, exists, is to make you completely different in the mind of the consumer clinically and non, by the way. Not that we're going to change your clinical skill sets, but we're going to teach people how to showcase why your clinical skill sets are superior to other people. Because until you're able to do that, your clinical skill sets don't matter that much. 
And some, for some of you, that may be hard to hear. It's not diminishing the importance of your clinical skills. But it is saying that until your team knows how to sell why you're the better clinician, you being the better clinician doesn't matter as much. But also how you showcase all the non-clinical things in your office better. Because, and unique. Because that is how you stand out while everybody else is just doing the same stuff, whether or not they want to admit that they're doing the same stuff. They are. You could walk into a thousand practices tomorrow and things operate very similarly. Maybe not to you, but to the person that you're trying to get to buy from you is really what I'm talking about, is they have a hard time differentiating why you're unique. And this is the framing effect. Because it's trying to take something that otherwise is very similar. You know, you all have x-ray machines. You all hear me talk about this all the time. You have degrees. Uh, you do clear aligners. You probably do braces. You have a waiting room. Uh, you know, like I said, you went to school, you have degrees. Uh, you probably have an Invisalign plaque if you do Invisalign somewhere in your office. It may be, your plaque may be a higher rated one than the guy down the street or girl down the street. But the problem is, unless your team sells and articulates that, it means nothing to the patient. You've got chairs in your waiting room. You've got a parking lot. You have, you take photos. You probably have an iTero machine. Like you have the same, you have OBS. You know, you get your chairs, not OBS. You have chairs, you know, in the back. Uh, you, you've got, you've got the same stuff. So how can we take the same stuff and how can we present it differently to get a different outcome? And that's what this lady who was talking to me at that event last year and all the things that until though, you realize that it can be different for you. Like if you have a no-show problem, you know, which is really one or two a month contains a no-show problem with the amount of money you all charge for one sale out there. I mean, if you have two new patient no-shows a month, that's 24 times 6,000 case, boom, 100, 100 plus thousand dollar loss, right? Until you though realize that visually you are somewhat similar to your other options, until you realize that there's a better way of doing it, you're never going to fix it. It's never going to improve. You're constantly going to keep going outside your doors and say, we need better marketing. We need more patients. We need better patients. We, we don't, I, these price shoppers are horrible. When they're not, they just need to be sold why they should spend more with you. They're only price shoppers because they view you the same as the other three they visited that charged 2000 less. That's the issue. And there's so many things that we work on with our customers from a framing effect standpoint, going back to these presentation skills. And this also is why outsourcing to different companies, like an Orthofy as an example, like a dental monitoring, like a right chat, use a new patient group. There is a reason why those companies or those practices, excuse me, are so successful when they outsource because it gives them things to edify on their social media channels and the new patient call when they walk through the door in the exam flow, it, you know, the financial presentation. It helps them be different. Now, those are still just tools. They still have to be used right. The team still has to know to sell the, how to sell the value of those tools. But if you have more tools like that, it helps you differentiate yourself over the other people that they're shopping for. And I want to talk about a few examples 
as it relates to this, I have a really funny video that I'm going to play at the dental monitoring event. And I, I, for those of the Seinfeld fans out there, there was a, I think it was, I can't remember what type of doctor it was in the episode. Chiropodist. I, I can't remember what it was. But you know, they, he goes in for his appointment, he's checking out, and they tell him how much it is. And he wonders why it's so expensive. And they said, well, it's because you no-showed us or maybe you late canceled, whatever it was, uh, the day before. And the way they present it is, it's not nice. It's not hospitable at all. It's a typical healthcare operation. And <laughs> Costanza just goes off. And it's just a really funny scene. And I'm going to play that on stage. And then we're going to come back and we're going to discuss, okay, what if you presented it this way? And this is a perfect example. If you have a no-show problem out there, what I'm about to say will reduce the no-shows right away, right? And I'm also, do not get hung up in whether or not you could, this is, so in my career, one of the top three, and this is not what today's about, but most of you, if I don't preference this with it, with this. Most of you may ignore the verbiage that I'm about to teach you on the new patient call as one example, and then we'll talk about some examples inside your doors and we'll wrap it up. But one of the top three things, hardest things that I've had to get implemented into practices is convincing them to charge a new patient a no-show fee. Now, when you first start saying that, people immediately start coming in with their own personal bias based on nothing, no facts whatsoever, no data whatsoever. It's all based on feelings. Well, you can't charge somebody if they never show up. How can you charge a new patient? Well, it's not about charging them. It's just about verbalizing a value to the appointment to have them value the appointment more. And I'll show you how that works here in just a second. All right. So that that's one. Two, this is what we get. Won't they get mad at us? I'm like, no. You know, every single, I shouldn't say every single, because I haven't been to every single, but I can tell you the majority of high-end businesses out there have no-show fees. If you want to no-show the best Western, they'll let you. But you're not going to no-show the Ritz Carlton, right? Your your card is going to get charged. Now, I'm not teaching you to to grab a card on the new patient call, right? These are just examples. Same way with a fine dining restaurant. Like you can't not show up to the reservation. They're going to charge you. But if you're going into, you know, a table for two that's going to cost you 40 bucks for the evening and you no show the reservation, they're not going to charge you. So this is another way to come off as a high-end organization. Right, And it goes something like this. And there's other parts of the new patient call that would tie this in, but it goes something like this. And this is a perfect example of the framing effect. You go from one that says, you know, if you no-show us, uh, we're going to charge you $100. Okay, you want to talk about the wrong images that you're painting in people's mind. There it is, right? That is like the, the carton of milk that I was talking about earlier on the left side that says... Um, contains 10% fat. Like there's 10% fat in here. And there's another study that I'm going to talk about whenever we get down towards the financial presentation that I, it's one of my favorites that, that ties this back in as well. So you have that method. And then you have this method. I call the next place. And they say something like this, Mrs. Jones, we pride ourselves in offering you the best patient experience you've ever had. And for that matter, best experience you've had walking in anywhere. 
in your life. We work really hard to make sure the schedule operates on time so we can greet you the moment you walk through the door because that's what you and your family deserve. Right? We respect your time and we're going to greet you right when you walk through the door with a warm, friendly greeting that you deserve. Right? In order for us to make sure the schedule operates efficiently and we don't want anybody else taking a time that you wanted, in order for us to do that, we do charge a no-show fee and late cancellation fee. So if you cancel in under 48 hours, it's $100. We know that's not going to be you. And again, this goes back into making sure we run the best possible place for you and your family. Okay, so I just said the exact same thing, just like the carton of milks did. Contains 10% fat, 90% fat-free. I just said the exact same thing from a no-show standpoint, right? But I verbalized it and presented it very differently. If you start saying that at the end of every single new patient call, you will see an instant increase, or excuse me, decrease in your new patient no-shows. It will happen overnight. And oh, by the way, no one's going to get mad at you. I've never heard that once in 20 years in healthcare. I've never heard that once. Nobody is going to do that. They're not going to get mad. But here's what does happen. Is that, you know those people that you talk about to your to your friends and stuff about those patients that just aren't serious and they're shopping around and you know, they don't know, they're just wasting your time. Well, guess what? If you articulate what I just articulated, guess what's going to happen? The people that were iffy and intended not to and intended to no show you, they're going to request you to take them off the schedule. And that's the best thing that can happen because you lost somebody that was going to no show you anyway. Right? And that's going to be few and far between. But what it's what it's also doing for the people that were serious about coming in is again, you have painted a completely different image about what your organization looks like. And this goes back to last month's podcast on why your receptionist is the new TC. Because it's your receptionist's job to sell them why they should show up when they're also scheduling at two or three other places. So if your receptionist is utilizing that verbiage, you will see a decrease in your no-shows. And if you reduce your no-shows 20 or 30 a year and you have a 70% treatment conversion, boom, do the math. That's a big explosion in your numbers without you even having to advertise. Now, how I verbalize that is going to take significant role plays. That's why our right chat experts just come already experts in that. But you have to commit to role playing and practicing and making sure people are coming outside their comfort zone in order to articulate it as eloquently and easy as I did. And if I said it 20 more times, it would be different every time, non-scripted, but the meaning would be the same. There's going to be a podcast at some time about why scripts don't work. And it's going to talk about the two forms of learning and how you must take a script to your own. But when you make it your own, you can't lose the meaning of the script. right? And how I just talked, that needs to be scripted and read by your employees word for word off a piece of paper. It's the practice that slowly but surely will get them to be able to not have to look and make it their own without changing the meaning. And it's so powerful, but that's a perfect example of one area, one aspect of your practice where the framing effect comes in. Area number two, we're still before they even showed up, is the paperwork. 
how every receptionist out there does it. If, and you all should do this. We do it. We collect data. But if you go and mystery call 10 practices, they're going to do it just like this. You know, Mrs. Jones, we're going to send you some paperwork. Uh, if you could fill that out, thank you. And they're probably not even that nice about it, but that's about the extent of that, of what they send. So what you've got to remember, and you've got to go back to from a framing effect standpoint, or and just from an, an imaging standpoint, prior to even talking about the framing effect here, is that this is what your consumer thinks. Oh, great. You know, another piece of paper. I'm going to fill it out. Uh, no one's going to read it. Totally wasted my time. I've got to print it out, which I don't even have a printer at home. Um, so I got to go figure out how to print this out. Then I'm going to walk in the door, sit there for 30 minutes past my appointment time. They're probably going to ask me the same things over and over again. This is the images. These are the images that are coming to these consumers' minds prior to arriving to your office. So how do we change those images? We have to present differently. We have to showcase things differently. Okay? And it's hard to showcase until they're in. So you have to verbalize the showcase to create the right images. Mrs. Jones, you've probably filled out paperwork in other practices before, probably wondered what was the point. It was a clipboard or you, know, you had to print it out at home and then nobody read it. Look, it's back to our commitment to excellence here. I'm going to send you something that's all digital. You can fill it out on your phone. right? It'll be nice and easy. But here's the importance, and this is how it benefits you, Mrs. Jones. We need that completed because what we want to do is we want to verify your insurance prior to you arriving. And we're also going to communicate that those benefits prior to your arrival. So you can talk to your husband if you need to do that so you can come best prepared. We're going to dive in as a team and we're going to read all of your answers to make sure your experience is really personalized and that we focus on what you and your family really want as well as what you really need. So can I have your commitment to get that done uh, prior to coming in? And I, can I have that commitment for you doing that tomorrow morning for me at the latest? Boom. See, these are, and this all is in our phone course. And we're actually, for those of you who buy our phone course, you're going to get our new one when it comes out for free because the new one... <laughs> The new one's ridiculous as we continue to build this out because we as a company keep getting better ourselves. So the new one is going to be fantastic, but it's not going to be out for a little while. So for those of you who buy the one now, everything I'm talking about, this is in there. And what I just talked about is an example of, of if you're an OrthoFi user, it's an example of you being able to edify on the phones that you're digital. You can fill it out with a touch of a button on your phone. You don't have to print anything out. right? If you don't have that... And, and you're all clipboard and you have to mail it out or you've got to email it and they have to print it, it becomes even harder. Now, you still can. You can take a lot of the philosophies and a lot of the verbiage I just use and apply it. It just makes it harder. And this is where using outsource partners is great, but just also doesn't replace the need to teach your team how to sell the value of you using the outsource partners. So now in just two little areas on the phones, you've reduced your no-shows and you're going to increase people filling out the paperwork because they now see value in it. They now realize you're not like every other practice they've ever been. And here's the beauty of this. is This goes back to, again, the 10% fat, 90% fat-free. Both of those things that I said about the paperwork are the same. Same information, but it's presented differently, getting people to draw different conclusions about it. 
it's so critical all of you wrap your brain around how you speak in your exam, how the employees are interacting prior to someone buying, and then also after somebody buying. And that's a podcast I can't wait to get to. It most likely will be this season. Is the most ironic thing about all the clinical job descriptions in your practice. That one will be really good. And I'm really passionate about what we're going to talk about in that particular podcast. So you can see, and as our new patient immersive experience course that we have online for sale, it starts diving into, okay, now the phone call's over prior to them showing up, all the things you can do. And then when they do show up, all the things you can do. And I'm going to skip that from a framing effect standpoint. Let's take more of a a middle of the appointment journey, if you will, uh, around remote monitoring. And this could be for really, if you're going to edify it on the new patient call to showcase that you're you're unique, if you're going to do social media content around remote monitoring uh, to showcase why you're unique, if you're going to use it and discuss it in the exam room from a, how do we get people to to see us differently, to increase our sales, that absolutely should be something that is a big part of your TC exam. Uh, assistance after they buy, when you're discussing this, to motivate people to scan every week, get them on board for what this is. And by the way, it's too late if that's when it's happening. This has to happen before the sale because this inevitably, we believe, remote monitoring should be a huge piece of why people buy to begin with. You know, same thing, framing effect. And, and inevitably, what images are we trying to build? Well, I can tell you, here's a, here's a perfect example of, of what not to do. And a lot of you do it, and then you wonder why it doesn't help you increase your starts. Or you wonder why patients aren't on board with it. You know, it is, it is the whole, okay, well, this, this remote monitoring technology, it allows us to see you less. Okay, boom. If you want to sure fire away, and this is how most of you, by the way, that is how you do it, listening out there. Um, or if you haven't done remote monitoring, if you have, if you have bias against it, uh, part of your bias may be exactly that. You know, well, how can I justify a more expensive price tag if we see them less? They'll never go for it. And and all of that is it's not true. Uh, you can actually charge them more and significantly more because of the convenience. But it goes back to how do you articulate it? How do you present it? How do you take what otherwise is the same, and how do you get people to inevitably see a different outcome from it? Back to the framing effect. Mr. Jones, we have this really cool technology. And our doctor, one of the reasons that that we choose to work for her or him is they're always ahead of the game. They're always five years ahead of where orthodontics is going. And they invest in the best technologies that that not only give you the best clinical result and just really take that to the next level, but also, you know, we want you to remember this is just a positive, wonderful journey while you're in treatment. So it's all the non-clinical things too that this technology is so cool. And it allows us to actually get to see you every single week uh, because it allows us to see you virtually, allows us to give you more personal attention, but at the convenience of your schedule, right? So that is one example, everybody. And it's such a small example of so much more, but that is one example. You never said, 
that you're going to see them less, right? And another thing that we would teach is that by allowing, by, by getting to see you every week and giving you that personal attention, it allows us to stay on top of things that we otherwise wouldn't even have noticed until you did come in two or three months later. So it is getting our patients significantly better clinical results, and we can't wait uh, to show this technology in action when you become a patient, right? That's the other portion of that. And there's other things, of course. And again, if I said that 30 times, it would be different 30 times. But the point is, again, the milk carton, 10%, 90%, right? It's the same thing. Both of those said the exact same thing, but they're presented differently. And this is all of you. The challenge is that you have to commit to getting your team trained on presentation skills by experts in presentation skills and sales. That's all this is. You will be able to get whatever you want if your team knows how to present it right. Now let's look more towards, as we're getting towards the end of that appointment, let's look at something in the doctor exam. And TCs, you would use this terminology too, actually quite frequently. So this is just as much for you. But I want to take it from more of a, when you're talking about treatment, when you let them know the treatment modality modality that that you suggest. And there's something called a a trigger word. And I've never, if you're an avid podcast follower, I've never done a a whole podcast about a trigger word or trigger words. And I do plan on it sometimes or at some point because of how in-depth the word and the terminology and the psychology behind the terminology, uh, all the things that go into it. And But today is, is not the day for that at all. But it is going to tie in well to the topic of the framing effect that we're talking about today. And I think it's going to get you thinking twice about all the other things that are going on after you hear me give this one example, because there's there are trigger words that are going on all over your practice. And what a trigger word is, simply put, and again, like I said, it goes in so much more detail than what I'm about to say, but it's a word or a phrase or phrases that evoke a certain emotion in the reader, right? Or a person that is that is listening that you're speaking to. Right? And these these emotions can either work in your favor or they can work against you. And there are so many trigger words that that work against you as you're going throughout the consumer journey and after they buy and they're in their existing patient journey with you and the way the assistants speak, etc. Well, one of, and you're going back to the mind works, works in images. And what I'm about to say, can you, you know, are you going to go out of business and you can't have a successful practice if you don't do what I'm about to say? Of course, that's not the case. But it's one of these things where you try to minimize anything that could possibly work against you and maximize all the things that can work for you, right? Somewhat common sense. And this is the perfect example. A trigger word that you use in the doctor exam, and like I said, the TC exam as well, is is the word recommend. So you go back to, from an emotion standpoint, from a what people remember standpoint, from a image that's built in people's mind standpoint, and going back to how can we get people to draw a different conclusion based on the same information. The word recommend, the images that are coming to people's mind is this is optional, this is not needed. Do it if you want. Right? That, by nature, is what the word recommend is. So if you just switch that word 
to the word prescribe. And this is what I'm talking about is, again, can you have a successful practice without doing what I'm talking about in this specific portion of the journey? Of course, there's a lot of successful people that use the word recommend. But the problem, or not the problem, but the reality is, is no matter how successful you are, there's still leaky holes everywhere. It's just whether or not you're the type of person that can look in the mirror and have a and, and do you have a culture of looking in the mirror to get better? Or are you always going outside your doors thinking that those are the real answers? So if you just use the word prescribe, boom, it's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Simple change. You know, some of these are big, massive changes, by the way. Others, these are these are pretty little implement right away changes. And the word prescribe is an example of that. What images come to mind? Well, it's from an authoritative figure. It's something that's clearly needed. It's a necessity. I need to do it. Completely different images that come to people's mind because the meaning of the word is completely different. When I was doing a, a workshop for OrthoFi at the AAO last year, and we're going to do another one this year, so I hope a ton of you sign up for it because it's going to be another great one. So hopefully see you there. There was an audience member that stood up while I was teaching trigger words, and it wasn't a doctor. It was the husband of a doctor, and he was a lawyer, and he stood up, and he, he helped me kind of put value to the audience. I think he wanted another kind of a third party, if you will, to place the emphasis of how impactful trigger words are for a business. And like I said, a trigger word can work against you, but if you know what words to say, they can also very much work for you by building those right emotions, those right images, like I was saying before. Well, he told the audience he was at an Apple event, and the Apple executives were teaching what I was teaching on stage. And one, he thought it was really cool that I was teaching it, thought the information was invaluable, but he also wanted to, again, get the crowd to really realize how impactful this stuff is from a psychological standpoint. It's a total game changer. Everything I'm talking about today goes really back to phrases that create certain emotions, create certain pictures, certain images. This stuff, everybody, is impactful. And we do not, as it stands today, have a trigger word course, but we are going to create one from an on-demand member standpoint because of there are there are hundreds of them that are used daily inside your office that are building the wrong images. So switch that word to to prescribe. And like I said earlier, you know there's something called the the psychological yes funnel. Inevitably, that is what we teach from a company standpoint, what we do. You know, we we help you build the right culture to set you up for success, change your business mindset, help you through those entrepreneur struggles and successes. Make sure your highs you don't get too high and your lows you don't get too low. You're always consistently seeking improvement. You know, we do all your digital marketing, your new patient phone call, what happens after the call before they show up, when they show up, the new patient experience, the digital workflow, the exam processes, whatever treatment modality you want to grow more, clear aligners, we help you grow those more, how you present money. If they don't buy, the pending treatment follow-up, if they're not clinically ready to buy, your OBS. Okay, once they buy, refining the existing patient experience to showcase it be completely different than how this industry has ever done it. And the reason I'm saying is that is your psychological yes funnel. 
And that's going to be a podcast in itself. I ate dinner. Shout out Matt Josie and Anthony Harwell, which I'm so glad you guys hit it off. Two great new patient group customers. We went out to dinner at at the OrthoFi event a few weeks ago. And and I was <laughs> Matt, Matt Josie knows how I am, and I do shoot a lot of things off the cuff, right? When I do a podcast, I don't have notes in front of me. I'm just going. So it's a contemporary radio show. I just go. So we were, he was giving me a hard time about you know I always say in the middle of a podcast, oh well that will be another podcast, and I create notes and things like that. He's like, there's no way. Well, I did. I showed him all my notes, and the notes just go on and on and on and on because I just keep learning and taking things I already know and combining with things that I read to tweak and, and refine new ideas and come up with new ideas. Well, one of them is the psychological yes funnel. And it's obviously not what today's about. It's a different podcast for a different time, but it is making sure as you go throughout the journey with the consumer, your team knows exactly how to handle it, exactly what to say to always make sure you're offering the unexpected and giving yourself an improved chance of, of that person going, yeah, I want to do business with this place. Because that image that comes to the mind in the psychological yes funnel, every interaction you have leads to a yes or leads to a maybe or leads to a no. It's never about one thing in any of your offices. You have a 70% conversion a day. You want to take that to 80%. That is not about just training the TC. You can get to 80% by improving all the other factors and not even touching the TC. Or you can, as you should, you should imp- and have a constant culture of improvement, improve the TC skill sets and their sales abilities. But also, like you hear on this podcast all the time, also improve the sales abilities of the receptionist, how you greet people when they walk through the door, how you make a welcome tour not a waste of everybody's time, your digital workflow, all that leads to an an increase in conversion, not just looking at at one simple thing. And that is that psychological yes funnel that really inevitably makes up new patient group. And it's why so many of you, it's so critically important that you're seeking advice outside your industry, not just going to events in your industry, but how many of you are actually going to events? And this is the problem with in-industry consultants, not that they're bad. I'm friends with a lot of them. But the reality is if you work in the practice your whole life and then you turn a consultant, there's going to be a whole world of knowledge that you don't know. And therefore, you and your practice are leaving out that knowledge. And that's what we are, outside your bubble, coming inside your bubble, bringing a whole world of knowledge on a different way of doing everything, on how it's always been done in order to showcase you as unique, completely different than all the other options they have. And the biggest challenge is getting your team to have the verbiage skill sets that we do. You know, getting them to do that, it's a lot of role plays. It's just the reality of the situation, but that is what your culture should be. It's consistent practice, role plays anyway. If you're not doing that as it is today, you're leaving money on the table. But you have to take your teams to events outside of healthcare. With entrepreneurs speaking on stage, you would learn it's amazing. Just like the things you learn in this podcast, you'd be blown away how many things that you could learn that you could apply back to your practice. Trigger words is exactly what we're talking about today. The framing effect, which is the overall theme of today. So many different things if you use your imagination on how you can apply these to your own office to make you extremely unique.
Let's talk about the financial presentation, then we're going to wrap it up. So there is something called, and and I'm not going to dive into what this is because this is a podcast on its own as well, and it's price anchoring. And simply put, when I do the podcast, we're going to go much more in depth about price anchoring. But price anchoring, simply put, is how we latch on to the very first number that we see or that we hear. Okay, so as an example, if you start off your treatment as a treatment coordinator out there and you say the treatment is going to be whatever, maybe it's an Invisalign case and it's going to be $8,000. What most treatment coordinators do out there is they discuss the total treatment fee. And this is, by the way, so our financial presentation university course is very popular and it dives in. I think it's the 12 mistakes made when presenting money. And if you sit down with treatment coordinators and you sat down with 300 of them, uh, the paragraph that includes those 12 mistakes, almost every single TC presents money the exact same way. So it'll be a very intriguing course for a lot of you to go through because it'll, it'll open up a lot of eyes, such as what I'm talking about right now. And I'm not going to dive very much in depth. That's what the course is and the people that invest in it. But this is more than enough, like I've talked about in everything else today, is to get you started. Is that the majority of the country buys via low monthly payments, all right? That's either because they have to or they may not have to, but they would rather hold on to the money, invest it somewhere else, or just keep the cash flow and pay monthly, even when they could afford the total price. And the majority of the country, that's how they buy. Well, where price anchoring comes into this is, and again, how you get people to draw different conclusions and actually how you can be more expensive than the other opinions. But if you're able to present it in a way that's more appealing, there is a way to actually come across less than the other opinions. That's the beauty of this. See, it's not just about, hey, I want to raise my prices and going and doing it. The reality of the situation is you have to you, you have to strategize. You have to realize, okay, that's fine. That's step one if you want to, but there's a whole world that then comes with it. Well, the anchoring bias or the price anchoring, going back to we latch on to that first number we see. Well, if you take somebody that is like my mom, who's very much a low monthly payment buyer, you will sticker shock and price anchoring is very much a form of sticker shock. It is one of the biggest reasons people do not buy same-day treatment orthodontics. They have to think about it and inevitably may make, never make a purchase. Is that if you hit people with the total price first, that is an anchoring bias, a price anchoring situation where almost anything you come in and talk about next doesn't have the same appeal because they're still thinking about the total price. You sticker shocked them because of the anchoring bias, price anchoring situation. Then you go into another practice that very much emphasizes the low monthly payment, the ease of getting into treatment. And the total price is brought up, you know, a little bit down the road as an oh, by the way thing. But the emphasis is around the low monthly payments. And I'm again, I'm going to go into way more depth than what I'm talking about now, but this is just an easy thing that you can go back and start. And the point is, is that you must emphasize your treatment around the low monthly payment and make the total price just an oh, by the way thing. If you're doing it the other way around, now it's different if you're a paid in full buyer. If that's how you make your buying decisions in life 
anchoring bias, price anchoring, doesn't have to be a negative thing. Meaning that if that's how, this is the way my dad was alive. This is how he bought. So because he bought that way, this would work for you because the total price would appeal to him. You want him latching onto that number. And then he's going to see, hey, if I make a paid in full, can you give me a little bit of a discount? He's that type of buyer. But again, that's the minority. So how do we come and how do we get somebody to draw a different conclusion from the exact same piece of information is we talk about the low monthly payment first. We emphasize how great that is, how they can, how they can have a low monthly investment. They can get started right away. And the focus is around the low monthly payment, not the total price. That's an easy way for you to get started. Now, when I do a podcast all around price anchoring, I'm going to go so much more in depth in, than this. And it'll be a great topic because of how much more in depth I can go. But again, if you're the practice that is emphasizing the low monthly payment, even if the information, even if you're the exact same price, the beauty of it is, is that you can sound less than the practice that actually is less, but is talking the total treatment and using trigger words, which I'm not going to dive into right now. That's going to be, again, a topic and a podcast for another time. And that's also in our financial presentation university course, again, is how can you be completely unique, completely different than anybody else they're shopping for? Because the way people present money as it stands today is the exact same. And this, again, is why an outsourced partner like an OrthoFi, it makes you unique. Now, again, you still have to use the slider, right? You've got to emphasize and edify the tool, right? You can't, you can't put bias into it. You can't control the slider. But there's a reason why those third parties, again, go back to making you look more digital, more hip, more technologically advanced, more 2023 and beyond, right? It is, it's a way to showcase you being different, but even if you have it or if you don't have it, the emphasis still has to be around, again, whatever that person identifies themselves as from a buying standpoint, do they pay in full or are they a low monthly payment buyer? But the point is, is that just the simple tweak you can start right now is emphasizing and focusing on the low monthly payment and going there first. And don't go to the total price first. And that is how you will get people to draw different conclusions from, again, the same exact information. These things, everybody, have a significant impact. But a lot of them, again, it's a commitment to change. It's a commitment to role plays. But it's also a commitment to going back to the original story I told about looking yourself in the mirror and realize these things can get better. You can charge more in a down economy. I see it with our customers. The majority of them were up last year. Some were up a lot, right? It, you can do this while charging high dollar. But if you're going to charge high dollar, you've got to offer more value. And one of the ways you do that is learning how to present things differently in order to get people to draw a different conclusion about what otherwise they view is the same information. All right, you can do this. I hope you enjoyed today. See everybody at the dental monitoring event, the users meeting coming up. Excited for that where we can dive in with Dr. Carter more in depth about what we talked about today on stage. So hope you liked it. And until we see you 
uh, I guess in April now. Uh, we'll be having season uh, episode four coming out in April. Uh, keep hanging in there. Keep doing what you got to do in this down economy. Don't make the mistake of advertising when people don't necessarily have the money to spend. Advertise inside your doors like what I'm talking about. Minimize the lost opportunities in your practice, both that you see on paper and the other ones that are invisible, such as your missed new patient calls. Focus on those and you will be fine because as you focus on those, when you not only will you grow, but as you focus on those, when the economy becomes good again, you're going to skyrocket. All right. Framing effect. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Thanks for your loyalty and your listenership out there. Uh, new patient group and right chat clients and family members. Shout out to you. Love you all. We'll talk to you soon. See you in April. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Brian Wright. Thank you so much for listening. And please visit newpatientgroup.com backslash free courses to get our latest on-demand video trainings for free. These are shot in 4K, exceptional quality, and we really want you to test out our content. So just go to newpatientgroup.com backslash free courses, sign up, and you'll learn some really amazing things. We would also like to answer your new patient phone calls with my company, Right Chat. We can be the primary and answer all of them, or we can be your saving grace where the ones you miss, we will answer them as if we're sitting at your front desk, your own employee, remotely log into your software and schedule that new patient, and they never even know a third party answered. It's a revolutionizing the answering service industry and honestly made call services and answering services completely obsolete because nobody will leave a message in this new economy. So if you use a call center or an answering service, switch to WriteChat as a game changer. We'll do it for two months free. We have our own in-house IT team that will hook everything up for you. Your software, your phones, your phone number, you don't have to change anything. The onboarding is simple. We make sure that process is streamlined. And when you hear my agents answer that new patient call, you're never going to want your own team to do it. And it'll be a great training when you listen to us. We'll be a great training to get your own people trained as well. Okay, so look forward to helping you out. I ask that you please write a five-star review about the New Patient Group podcast on Apple or wherever you're listening to the podcast. And also write a five-star review about New Patient Group and Write Chat online. That would really help us out. If you're watching on YouTube, give a thumbs up to the video, subscribe to our channel, put some comments in there, how much you like it. And I would personally like to offer you your own free business and practice consultation with me so we can chat about your business and I can personally prescribe something that is really going to help you thrive in this new economy of competition, commoditization, and consumerism. Once again, thanks for your support. We'll see everybody soon. Bye-bye.